0: You're listening to the Heart & Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the show, my friend. Today is about to get a little nitty gritty and we are here for it. Raise your hand if you're an entrepreneur who has ever had the question, wait, how do I pay myself? How much do I pay myself? Like how much should I set aside for taxes? All the things help. Well, my hand is raised too. I've been there, friend. And trust me, we are going to get into it today. So today we're diving into the question of how to pay yourself as an entrepreneur. And this topic was submitted by Hannah A. in the Heart & Hustle Facebook group. And it is a great question, Hannah. If you also want to submit topics in the future, uh, then please join the show notes or not the show. Please join the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. There we go. Now in this episode, we cover our top tips and lessons learned the hard way around finances as a business owner, especially when it comes to paying yourself and just overall understanding your finances. I think this is a topic that most entrepreneurs just kind of figure out themselves through trial and error when they first start. And so hopefully today's episode gives you some much needed help in navigating this complicated financial water situation uh, of this thing we love to call small business. Now this one's meaty, so grab a pen and paper and let's get started. Do you ever feel like your Instagram growth is stagnant and people coming to your page clearly aren't hitting follow and therefore converting into leads and paying clients? Hand is raised, we've all been there. While there could be other marketing issues within your business, one of the easiest fixes and most effective ways to convert clients into customers on social media is through one simple little sentence, your Instagram bio. Yeah, we know, it sounds so simple, but here's the thing. That little block of 150 characters is precious real estate You want to leave a stellar and clear first impression. And if someone is hopping onto your feed and is confused for even a second about who you are, what you do, and what they can get from following your account, you have lost them completely. So to help you create clarity on your Instagram, we are sharing a free guide with all of the ingredients necessary to create a powerful, concise, and clear Instagram bio for your business. You can snag our free resource through theheartuniversity.com forward slash bio.
1: then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, friend, welcome to uh, the finance talk, the finance corner. (laughs) Yes. It's going to be fun. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Are Are you ready for it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for it. Okay, so we are going to start with a, a very, like, basic formula slash slash basic principles that can get you started. If you are currently further advanced in your business, you already have all of these things set up and you're ready for an easier or better system, like a more advanced system that, you know, kind of takes you to the next level of like paying yourself in finances. We're going to get to that in a, a minute and we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit, but this is like 101, how to pay yourself 101 that you just, yeah, we're, we're just going to dive in. Okay. Number
0: one, <laughs> Number one is have a business bank account that's separate from your personal bank account. That may be obvious to you if you're listening to this, but it also may not depending on who you are and how beginning of, you know, a business owner you are. Um, but basically you want to separate those that makes taxes. It makes every single thing easier. Um, if you just separate those. So that is like number one of how to pay yourself, make sure that, you are paying, sorry, you're paying expenses for your business out of a business bank account and that you are getting paid from your business into a business bank account, which is separate from your personal life bank account. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think I'd be the dead horse on that.
1: (laughs) have a separate bank account, have all of your expenses and income go through this account. So have payments deposited in here, make all of your payments through this account. Like it needs to be separate from your personal. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is to set aside 20 to 30% for taxes each month or out of each paycheck you get. Everyone kind of approaches this a little bit differently, but the bottom line is just save for taxes. So if you forget to set aside money for taxes, you will hands down, consider that money yours because oh, it's,
0: just, 100%.
1: it's there in your bank account and it looks like it's yours. But then uncle Sam will come knocking and, uh, uh cause he will every year
0: and, uh, you're going to be up a creek with no paddle. So we, I would, this I would love, it. I would love to give a personal example for this because <laughs> I have a good one because I feel like every, nobody tells you this. And also I, when we say like 20 to 30%, please check with your accountant. Every state's different. Every, like, just like, you know, every business is unique. And so Check with your accountant, um, or an accountant, uh, in your state, just to make sure that that is like the actual percentage from each paycheck that you really want to be setting aside. Um, but, uh, I did not do that at the beginning of my career. Um, and I, I can remember this specific tax year because I just, I, I well, no specifically, I can't remember it. It, it was what I mean. I, like, I-, I don't know what year this was. Cause I genuinely blacked it out in my mind. Um, <laughs> but it was like the tax season year after a very successful business. It might've been tax season of 2019 because 2018 was like a huge year for me. But basically we will just say it was 2018. if 2018 was the year that like, I like made m- way more than six figures, like I was like, Oh wow, this is success. Blah, 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 blah. I did not set. I didn't basically do the tip that we're telling you to do. And I didn't set aside tax money when I got paid. So like, if it was just money in my account, I just was like, Hey, yay. I have so much money. Like not really, but like, so then the next year during tax season time, when my accountant gave me my tax bill of how much I owed y'all. It was, I, li- I literally, it, I literally paid 60 K in taxes like that. <laughs> and I, I genuinely think the year before, because 2018 was so big for me, I I genuinely think the year before I was still getting tax returns. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about a shock. Yeah. Like maybe it wasn't that year, but it was at least like two years previously I was getting tax returns. And then I was like, oh, S-H-I-T, this is what being an an adult feels like. Okay. Um, (laughs) And it like, literally that's more than an entire person's yearly salary that I just was expected to like whip out to Uncle Sam. Yeah. Um, And it wouldn't have been painful had I like not or had I actually budgeted that aside as I started making money in the the year that was very profitable for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so just take our advice on this one, put aside your tax money now as you, so whether it's per payment that you get or per month, um, just do it and don't even count that money as yours because you will count it as yours if it remains in your bank account. And then it will be painful. I'm from experience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, moving on pay attention to your monthly expenses and your upcoming expenses. So if you're a photographer and have an editor that you work with for all your galleries, note like the average monthly expense and make sure that you have that set aside for what is called operating expenses. So, and then plus any other expenses like HoneyBook or other subscriptions, you know, your web host, if you're paying for like a monthly business coach or anything like that, any like ongoing monthly expenses. That is Yes, basically have money set aside for your operating expenses. And that realistically is what you're actually wanting to like remain in your, your business account. You don't want to just have all your cash always sitting in your business account doing nothing, but feeling like free money. Like you want to be very strategic to just maintain like a minimum, like average amount that you're like, I need this for ongoing expenses and whatnot. So just, pay attention to what you actually need for operating expenses.
0: And I want to add on this too. I guess this could be another point, but we'd recommend after doing the math to set aside like those upcoming monthly expenses to then pick a reasonable number that is the same every single month. So this is kind of like maybe where the crux of like how to logistically pay yourself. Like pick a number that every single month you are going to then transfer from your business bank account into your personal bank account. And I would, I don't know if this is like the tax grammatical, like technical way that I just consider that a salary. I know that that, that word means different things. Like, but like just for like logic of like, that's like the money that you're paying yourself for for running a business. It'd be the same thing as if you got a paycheck from, you know, working at a, at a corporate place, right? That's how I consider it. And the reason, like, you, if you specifically pay yourself different amounts then you're gonna be fluctuating all over the place. And so the reason that you, that I say like pick a number that is the exact same, and I would prefer that you pick a conservative number that is the exact same because entrepreneurship is up and down. There's high seasons, there's low seasons, there's months that you make a lot, there's months that you don't make a lot. And if you are taking that number and fluctuating it, month to month based on how much money you made. And like, if you had a really profitable month, you're like, hola, we eat out every night this month or whatever. And you transfer a lot of money into your personal account. Sure. You, you could maybe do that, but I would, I would hesitate for you to do that because then when you don't make a lot of money in a month, because entrepreneurship, again, is not as consistent technically as a nine to five job, um, then you're up a creek because then you're like, oh wait, no, but I actually need to pay my bills. But if you pick a consistent number all year long, then what you can do is like, you can actually set your life budget then from that number and actually like thrive and and not have to worry about, oh wait, am I going to make enough money this, this month to, to, you know, eat and live or whatever? Um, and then if you do that and, and you have excess money because you did make more, you had more months where you did make more, but you didn't take that money out. Then at the end of the year, you can take a distribution from your business to your personal. And like, that's, I don't know. Is that like called an owner distribution or would that, if that's depends one of the on tax, how your business is set up. Yeah, I was really? going to say, because like technically sometimes they call owner distributions the monthly transfer. Yeah. That's why, that's why like, please talk to an accountant about this because like how they term things or how they like- Use and the terms to clarify, like, owner distribution and salary, like, are two different things that, that is technically different tax category-wise.
1: hmm Yeah. I want you to imagine this for a second. Working with your team on a project, and you're just trying to do everything over email. Things seem to work well enough at the beginning, but once you start adding more than a couple of people or sharing more than a couple of files, the entire project becomes absolute chaos.
0: Legit, managing projects is honestly tough enough, but it's a struggle to juggle people, work, and expectations under pressure. But the problem is like many project management platforms make it even harder by overcomplicating things, leading teams to abandon tools when the promise fades and frustration sets in. That's when teams turn to Basecamp. Okay, famously
1: straightforward and effective, teams stick with it and projects thrive on it. Basecamp makes it possible to collaborate on projects without having to waste time. Teams that use Basecamp send less emails and have fewer meetings. If you are struggling with projects and team communication, sign up for Basecamp. Their pricing is simple and they give you all of their features in a single plan. No
0: upsells and no upgrades. Go to basecamp.com forward slash heart and try Basecamp for free. No credit card required and cancel All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com/heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com/heart, or you can check out the link in our show notes.
1: So I guess that also, like, with Lindsay's point, um, that comes down to being smart with your own personal budget as well, and not just being like, "Yeah, oh hey, you know, I made eight thousand dollars this month from my like business." So. I can spend $8,000 this month. Like, you know, be, be a smart steward of your money and recognize that, like Lindsay said, entrepreneurship sometimes has like ups and downs. And we recommend having like a, a livable budget that you live within and anything that exceeds that, anything more that you make, anything more that your business makes that you're not transferring to yourself or whatever goes into like a savings slash like, I'll, I'll look at this or touch this possibly at the end of the year, like in your business account and be like and see, you know, where things are at. But that's a strong encouragement when it comes to entrepreneurship as well. Not only do you need to separate both finances, but even within your personal finances, make sure you have like a, a budget set for yourself of yeah. here is my living expenses, my cost of living. Here's, you know, the number I live within and anything beyond that is a bonus, goes into savings or an in investments or, you know, whatnot. Uh-huh. So...
0: Well, do you want to like talk... Number nitty gritties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's put, <laughs> let's put everything that we just talked about into like a quick little analogy. Let's say you get paid $1,000 a month from sales or client projects. You'll want to set aside upwards of 30% for taxes, which is $300. So put that into a separate like tax savings account that you just don't ever touch. Then you go look at your average monthly expenses and you notice that those are about let's say 200 a month. So you make sure you leave, let's say 250 in your operating expenses folder for like a little extra buffer. So that leaves you with $450 that you can either reinvest in your business or pay out to yourself. So that's like a, a, like a super like generic overview of like the basics. If you are struggling with I do not know how to pay myself. I do not know how to even consider wrapping my mind around finances around my business. This is kind of like the normal, basic formula that most businesses use. It's typically very easy to understand starting out and it's easy to start with. So that's a good general overview. Mm -hmm. However... If you are already doing all of these things and you're ready for like, hey, I need more advanced help. I'm ready to like take my finances to the next level to really get a grasp on things, to really do things right, to take it like extreme, like let's go to, you know, pay yourself for
0: finances, business finances 201. Lindsay, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we we basically highly recommend the book Profit First by Mike Michalitz. We've talked about him on the show. We've had him on the show before, but it basically... The the, sorry, I can't talk. (laughs) The profit first method is explained in his book, profit first. It's very simple. Um, and you can also get an overview of the method by listening to episode 61. So like I said, he was on the show for episode 61. Um, and he explained that method exactly, but highly, highly recommend actually reading the book and then implementing it. And I guess the shortest explanation possible that I could kind of give you right now is that the profit first method just so kind of the opposite of the social norm of business bookkeeping and that it's not revenue minus expenses equals profit instead it's revenue minus profit equals expenses and it's just a fantastic method and strategy that we use and we highly recommend for anybody that is is ready to give like their their business finances just like a, a upgrade I guess you could say because mm-hmm. it's basically making sure that you're profitable first and then you're adjusting expenses from that yes. and so it's it's very smart. We, we love it and he's incredible but yeah. um i guess that being said like the first above steps are, are decent first steps like if you're baby fresh and like you just started you, and you're like i just need like a game plan like i will get to like Up-leveling and and get to like, you know, structuring, but like right now I just need help. Then I feel like the what we said at the beginning of the episode is gonna be like a really great strategy to start with. Um, but yeah, we definitely highly recommend if you haven't read that book, read Profit First by Mike McAllowitz.
1: Yes. Amen. Okay, so let's do a super quick recap of like, you're like, okay, just give me the the baby beginner steps. Give me the first three things that I need to do to set myself up to be able to like pay myself. Yeah. Number one, set up a business bank account right now. Number 2, set aside tax savings from day 1, and number 3, right now, begin to invest your time and or money into your financial education. So read Profit First and other literal fi- like financial literacy or strategy books and just really begin to like give yourself that capacity to know, hey, this is a learning curve for many entrepreneurs and I need to start taking this seriously because I cannot tell you finances and not understanding your numbers as an entrepreneur is one of the Biggest pitfalls entrepreneurs face in our business journeys, and I would encourage you now, creative entrepreneurs. Yes, I would encourage you now, you know, get get your first couple of ducks in a row, set up a business bank account, set aside tax savings, and then you know, pay attention to your to your monthly expenses, and whatever's left over can be paid to yourself. Those are the very basic beginner first steps, but also start setting aside time to really like invest in your financial literacy because I promise. That is one of the biggest tools you can put in your tool belt as an entrepreneur.
0: Amen to that. Amen to that. Like literally, I, just everything that Evie just said. Like if you don't know your finances, I will also say, I feel like we learned this from experience, like the hard way of just, it, when you hire an accountant, that doesn't mean that that they're all of a sudden running like the finances of your business. You still have to be the, S, I said SEO, no, the CEO. Like <laughs> it is still your responsibility to be the CEO of your and business. The CFO. And the CF and the CFO, especially for solo producers, like it's so easy to just be like, I don't understand that. I'm gonna just outsource it. It's like, okay, that they don't—they're not liable if like Uncle Sam comes knocking for you. Like that—that it all comes back to you, yeah. And you have to understand. Even if this is not the most fun part of your business, if it's just like, just you know, the annoying part, it's like, no, this is the livelihood of your business. Your business is not run if you don't understand your finances. And so, as unfun as it might be, like you need to understand. your business and your finances, Amen. your taxes and all of that. I mean, obviously you don't have to understand like the absolute nitty gritty of all the tax codes and everything, but yeah. you still have to have like a financial like handle on your business. And you can't just outsource that to a, to a, an accountant mm-hmm. and assume that like they're doing it for you. Like make sure that you're still like looking at your expenses and income every single month, kind of like delegating like the the livelihood of your business and how it's doing based on those numbers.
1: Amen. Okay. Well, hopefully this episode was empowering and exciting for you. If you want to hear more episodes like this, feel free to shoot us a DM or post in the Heart and Hustle Facebook group. Let us know what you would like to hear from us on future topics. We just love seeing you kicking butt every week and showing up here twice a week with you. So thanks for being here today and we will see you on the next episode.